What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports. I'm your host, Will Feller. And I'm your co-host, David Scaring. And NFL Sunday's back, and it is actually my fall break for school, so Sunday night football tonight is going to be finally one of the nights where I can just watch football instead of having to do homework, doing those assignments that I forgot to do over the weekend for school, because it's my fall break, and my school actually has two weeks of break, so three NFL Sundays for me to watch. But anyways, it's week five. A lot of teams are starting to get COVID, but the NFL has done a great job of working them out. So luckily, we don't have any postponements or anything like that. Um, as we know of right now, we do have a couple of schedule changes. Like we have Tuesday night game for some reason. And then the Lions and the Packers are obviously on a bye this week. So those two teams are going to get healthy, but Overall, um, yeah, pretty solid, pretty solid Sunday. Excited to watch. Can't believe the Bears won on Thursday night. Brady forgot it was fourth down, and he threw it like 30 yards downfield, which was unusual for Tom Brady. But anyways, let's get straight into it. Last week, I actually had a pretty good week. Week three, I did horrible, but this week I went 13-2. and two which puts me at 48 and 13 overall in the year. I got the Cowboys game wrong. I said the Cowboys were going to win, and I thought the Cardinals were going to beat the Panthers, so not too upset there. But speaking of the Panthers, the Panthers are traveling to Atlanta today to take on the 0-4 Falcons. Now, the Falcons have been struggling. I think we all know that. Julio Jones is hurt. He left the game at halftime on a hamstring injury last game. And the Panthers have surprisingly pulled off two games, which at this point, I think tons and tons of people that started the year would think the Panthers would be 0-4. Now, I think the Falcons are too good of a team to go 0-5. The Panthers still have CMC out, but Mike Davis has been very productive. The Falcons' defense is struggling a lot. And I don't think the Panthers are going to go too crazy today. I don't think – they will go three and two. I think the Falcons are going to get their first dub today, man. I think they're going to go one and four, and they're going to beat the Panthers twenty-eight to twenty-four. I I am disagreeing with you. I don't think I don't think the Falcons are going to pull this one off. I mean, you saw that uh, Julio's not playing today, and the Panthers' defense is looking pretty strong as long as well as their offense. Teddy Bridgewater is looking pretty decent and. You know, so I don't think the Falcons' offense and their defense is not looking good. Um, so, yeah, I have the Panthers in this one. I'd say – I'll say 35 to 24. I I really just picked the Fal Falcons over the Panthers a slight edge because Calvin Ridley had a goose egg uh, last week in fantasy. He literally had zero points, so – I think he's going to be back to his normal self in the first three weeks. And honestly, if the Panthers go three and two, it'll shock me. But if the Falcons lose this game, Dan Quinn's gone for sure. I mean, Dan Quinn is definitely gone. I don't know why he's not gone already. He deserves to go. He's a horrible football coach. He somehow made it to a Super Bowl and then managed to blow a 25-point lead. So Dan Quinn deserves to go, but I think they will pick up their first win today. And if they don't, 
then they should be the best 0-5 team in existence because I still think the Falcons are actually a pretty good football team. Just the coaching is horrible and their defense is horrible too. Anyways, moving on to the next 1 o'clock game. We got the Raiders taking on the 4-0 Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Why do I feel like the Chiefs always play in Arrowhead? Literally every time I see the Chiefs are playing, I swear I've always looked and it's always at Arrowhead Stadium. I don't know why it seems like that for me, but it does. Anyways, I got the Chiefs again. The Raiders' defense is just struggle busting. They shut down the Saints, but it was with Michael Thomas. And the Chiefs' offense is just too good. To, I mean, they're just so good that they can just tear up any any defense in the NFL if they wanted to, which is why I think they're going to go 5-0. and That Raiders' offense isn't going to be able to keep up with them. Josh Jacobs should have a good game, I think, because the Kansas City rush defense isn't too great. So I think Josh Jacobs will have a good game as long as the O-line has a decent game. They're probably going to have trouble blocking Frank Clark and Chris Jones if he even plays. So I got the Chiefs at 5-0 and in this one. It's hard to beat the reigning Super Bowl champions at home. It seems like I say the Raiders every week, but, you know, I, I can't go with the Raiders here just because the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill – and Travis Kelsey and McCole Hardman, they're just too good of an offense. And they also have a, built a pretty decent defense. Um, so I have the Chiefs here going 5-0 and too. I don't uh, – there's not much explaining to do here. Just the Chiefs are just overall the better team with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I have the Chiefs 31-21, by the way. I forgot to say that, but – I think it should be a pretty competitive game, but the Chiefs, I mean, they're just a whole, they're just a well-rounded team. Their defense isn't as bad as everybody thinks it is. I mean, they won a Super Bowl with it last year. Their offense is obviously incredible, and Andy Reid is an outstanding coach as well. So they're just completely well-rounded, and I wouldn't be surprised if they finished with like a fourteen and two record or something this year because they're good enough to do that. The next one o'clock game, we got the Cardinals taking on the Jets. I don't even think I have to explain this one. The Jets are horrible. I mean, they're just terrible. Their coaches, I, I think their coaches are the worst in the league by far. Adam Gaze is the worst head coach in football. Why is he still on your team, New York? Why? He, he got fired from Miami for a reason. And now he went to New York and he's still terrible. He hasn't improved. He's a horrible coach. He would be better off coaching like college or something, not NFL. Now, quite frankly, the Jets' talent isn't there either. And at this point, they should just tank for Trevor Lawrence and trade Sam Darnold for like a third rounder or something to another team because, I mean, geez. I, I, the Cardinals, you know, I feel like I want to say this is a blowout, but the Cardinals lost to the Panthers last week. Like the Cardinals lost two games that. They should have won. I've said the Cardinals every week, and at some point I'm going to go against them. But if you're playing the Jets, I'm sorry. I can't go against you. So give me the Cardinals in this one. <sighs> give me the Cardinals 34-20. to 34-20.
You know, I agree with you here, and there's no explaining for me to do. I mean, the Cardinals, the Jets are just absolutely horrible. I mean, they what they threw what three picks, and two of them were pick sixes against the Colts. Um, Sam Darn Sam Darnold is just not the quarterback you need. Um, give me the Cardinals, thirty-five to fourteen. All right, next up, we got the Eagles versus the Steelers, who are also 3-0 in Heinz Field. So, if you guys don't know why everybody else has played four games except for the Titans and the Steelers, basically the NFL postponed the Titans-Steelers game, and they basically said, count this as the Titans and the Steelers bye week, and then their original bye week they had, they'll play. So, that's why they've all played three games, but – the NFC East, oh, my goodness. The NFC East has a combined record of 3-12-1. All four teams, the Eagles, Cowboys, foot, the Washington football team, and the Giants have a combined record of 3-12-1. That's the average record of the Detroit Lions every year as a division. Like, you know how bad that is, bro? The NFC East shouldn't be able to host a playoff game. I heard Stephen A. Smith talking about this on first take with Max Kellerman, and both of those guys who usually disagree with each other came to an agreement, and I completely agree with them too. The winner of the NFC East this year should not be able to host a playoff game because say the Cowboys win their division and say they're 7-9. They're and nine. You're telling me they're going to host the, the, the Cardinals who are what? 11 and 5? Like, no, that's just not fair. The whole division is trash. They should just rearrange the NFL to make that division at least somewhat competitive because the Eagles are going to lose again to the Steelers today as they become 1 3 and 1. Because Big Ben is back with the Steelers. James Conner is back and healthy. Juju's back. Well, he wasn't really back, he was always playing, but you know what I mean. And then the Eagles' Darius Slay is shaking up at corner. And their offense is just not there. I mean, the average guy couldn't even name the Eagles' number one receiver. All Sean Jeffries out. Deshaun Jackson's out. Who's their number one guy? It's Greg Ward, but, like, I don't think the average person would know that, which is exactly why I have the Steelers. I got the Steelers in this one putting up points on the Philadelphia Eagles, 38-21. Yeah, the Eagles are not a good football team at all. And like you said, that whole division is just not good. Um, you know, so I have the Steelers in this one, 32-10. to 10. That's an interesting score. I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers, like, get a safety or something because, yeah. There's a lot of special teams problems in college football yesterday. We'll get to a college football episode soon. There are a lot of good games with uh, in the past couple of weeks with Oklahoma choking a lot. There's been a, There's been a ton of good college football on. Anyways, back to NFL. Next game, we got the L.A. Rams traveling to Washington to take on the Washington football team. And as you all know, Dwayne Haskins got benched. Ron Rivera said he's not quite ready to give up on Dwayne Haskins just yet. 
but they'll have Kyle Allen take the place of Dwayne Haskins. Kyle Allen started for the Panthers last year with that horrible team that had a, a pretty bad record. And then he got hurt and Will Greer started a couple of the games towards the end of the year. But Washington has a win right now. But the Rams, their defense is just outstanding. I mean, if you look at the if you look at Washington's O line, who on that O line is gonna block Aaron Donald? Nobody's gonna block Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey is gonna guard Terry McLaurin all game long. And Kyle Allen doesn't have any targets to look to because their running backs in the backfield, like Antonio Gibson, aren't huge threats coming out of the backfield. And the Rams offense is solid, but they're not great. I think it's gonna be a great defensive battle in this one. Give me the Rams 21 to 14. There's a big story today. Alex Smith is actually active. So since November, the last time Alex Smith played was November of 2018. People, many people thought he was going to have a career ending injury, but he's actually active today. So if the football team needs him, if they like really need him, then they can put him in over Kyle Allen. Um, but as of right now, Kyle Allen is the starter. Um, but anyways, I have the Rams as well. Uh, it's going to be a defensive battle, like you said. I have the Rams 24-17. to 17. Every time I think of Alex Smith, I think of the game where the Colts came back on the Chiefs in the wild card round in Indianapolis. I was actually there. In 2014, I was like nine years old, and I remember at halftime, if I remember correctly, we were down, we were down 31. Yeah, we were down 31 to 10 at halftime, and then the Chiefs came down the field and scored right away. So the Colts were down 28 points and ended up winning that game 45-44. I was there. I remember almost crying because I thought we were gonna lose when I was nine years old. But that's that's really one of the games that got me into sports, really, really liking sports. I really enjoyed watching stuff like that. And every time I think of Alex Smith, that's the game I remember, which is not a very good memory for him, but that's just how I remember Alex Smith. Next game, we got the Bengals going to the Ravens. Now, the Bengals aren't that far off. I think they're better than their record actually says. They're 1-2-1. One, and one. I got their first win last week. And then the Ravens are 3-1. and one. The line on the Ravens is 11.5, which I completely agree with. The Ravens are a very, very solid team. And the Bengals are getting better as well. But if you're playing a powerhouse because of Lamar Jackson, because of Hollywood Brown, obviously you added Calais Campbell to that line. You've got Marlon Humphrey. You've got guys like that. You've got the rookie star Patrick Queen, like I said in one of the early episodes on defense. So you got a well-rounded team. The Ravens are just a great football team. What can I say, man? And I've got, I've got Lamar running all over the Bengals. Lamar having over 100 rushing yards in this game. But give me the Ravens, man. Give me the Ravens 28 to, 28 to 10. Like you said, the Bengals are a lot better than their record says, and I agree with that. I mean, I think Joe Burrow is going to be the guy for them moving forward. Joe Burrow is looking outstanding as a rookie. Now, I feel like they just need a couple, a few more receivers, and 
their O-line needs to get much better, and then they'll be set. So maybe we'll see the Bengals get better within the next two years. But like you said, the Ravens are just too good of a football team. Lamar Jackson is just arguably the best quarterback in the NFL right now, along with Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, their offense is just too deadly for the Bengals to handle. Give me the Ravens, 35 to 17. All right. Next game, we got an AFC South battle. The Jags going to NRG Stadium and taking on the Texans, who is newly coached by defensive coordinator Romeo Cornell. Bill O'Brien was fired. And the Texans organization, I just want to say you guys made a smart move, finally. I don't even know why that dude was your GM in the first place. You should have fired him right after the DeAndre Hopkins trade because clearly that didn't work out. Clearly you guys need DeAndre Hopkins because guess what? You guys are 0-4, and you guys are fourth in the division behind the Jaguars, who were ranked 32nd in the power rankings before the season. And, yes, I know the Colts lost to the Jags. We already talked about that week one crap that the Colts always play like that. But you guys needed to fire Bill O'Brien. It was time. Now, Romeo Cornell will probably struggle managing the offense. Obviously, defensively, he'll be fine. Offensively, he'll probably have to rely on the offensive coordinator a little bit more, calling the plays. But Bill O'Brien needs to go. And they finally made a right move. Like. The dude was just not a good coach. Bill O'Brien somehow won a playoff game last year against the Bills, but the Texans could have been a much, much better. Like, imagine if you put somebody like Andy Reid or Bill Belichick on the Texans. Dude, they would probably win the division every year, even over the Colts some years and the Titans. I mean, that division would be tightly, tightly packed and competitive each and every year. But good move by Houston. They needed to fire Bill O'Brien. I think the Texans are going to get the first win because of it over the Jags. The Jags, with Minshew Mania, are just a below-average team. Obviously, they're rebuilding. They lost so many guys, like I've said in our past episodes. Deshaun Watson will tear up this Jags defense. Give me the Texans in this one, 35-27. I agree with you. I have... The Texans, um, D.D. Westbrook is out for the Jags, and so is C.J. Henderson. Miles Jack is also out. So there's a lot of guys on the Jaguars' defense who they're going to miss. Um, so I have the Texans getting their first win in this one, and hopefully it happens. I have them um, 38 to 24. And that's going to wrap it up for the 1 o'clock games. Moving on to the 4.05 game in Levi Stadium. We got the Dolphins traveling to the Niners. Raheem Mostert is finally back for the Niners. I don't know how much they'll utilize him because Jarek McKinnon has been producing in the backfield for the Niners. So I don't know how many touches he'll get. They may want to put McKinnon out there a little bit more for one more week just so Mostert can rest up and – do whatever he needs to to be 100% in week six. But the Dolphins are just 
Yeah, they're they're like they kind of remind me of like the Jaguars and the Jets at this point. Like the Dolphins already beat the Jags, and at this point, I think those are the three worst teams in the league. Yes, I think even like the Lions are better than those three teams. Fitzmagic is just getting up there. Like he's just getting really, really old. And at, at one point, I think he's gonna get sacked and just break a bone and be done. At least they got Sua, though. But they got a couple good receivers like Devontae Parker. They got a good tight end, Mike Gesicki. Albert, Albert Wilson is another receiver they got. Miles um, Gaskin out of the backfield. But their defense, they used to have Minka Fitzpatrick traded away to the Steelers, which helps their problem of allowing deep bombs over the field. Minka helped with that a lot. Obviously, He's not on their team anymore, so that hurts them. But the Dolphins' defense just is bad. Kyle Shanahan is an offensive mastermind. Part of the reason why they made it to the Super Bowl last year, giving the Niners in this one 42-28. to 28. I have the Niners as well. I mean, the Dolphins are kind of in that rebuilding. They're rebuilding in that mode where they, you know, they're rebuilding their team. They're – trying to they're one of the teams like the Bengals well we'll probably see the Dolphins be good in the next two or three years um they're one of those teams but for now the Dolphins are not a good team so I have the 49ers 38 to 21 all right next game the game that me and Davis has been waiting for all day, the Colts first the Cleveland Browns. And the Colts defense is actually ranked first in the league right now. Usually, all my life as a Colts fan, I've never seen our defense play this good. Usually, our defense is the reason that I scream at the TV. I yell because our defense is playing horrible. Imagine how good this team would be if we plopped in Andrew Luck into this lineup. A healthy Andrew Luck. This would be insane. Now, Phillip Rivers... He hasn't been playing horrible, but he hasn't been playing good either. Like, I would like him to play a little bit better, especially against another 3-1 and one team. Cleveland's actually favored in this game. But if our offense is going to find a way for us to win, we're going to have to put up points, man. Like, 19 points isn't going to work. We can't, score, we can't score one touchdown and then put up four field goals, right? You know what I mean? So – that's just not going to work against the Browns today. It helps a lot. The Browns have Nick Chubb out. Hurt me in one of my fantasy leagues. The dude's on IR. At least it helps the Colts go. But the Browns, I feel like it doesn't even affect the Browns. You know what I mean? Because they still have Kareem Hunt, who produces a lot, too. And now, instead of just rotating two backs, they'll probably just use Kareem Hunt the whole game until Chubb is back. So I feel like that, that's not even going to hurt the Browns too much. Odo Beckham and Jarvis Landry had excellent games last week against the Cowboys. I don't think that will be two weeks in a row at all. Xavier Rhodes has been playing like a Pro Bowl corner. I mean, it seems like he's back, and the dude is playing great. I've seen him get many interceptions already this season. He doesn't miss very many tackles. And then Kenny Moore is a slot corner who's outstanding as well. We need to get more pressure from the D-line and force Baker to throw from 
DeForest Buckner, sorry Niners fans, and then Justin Houston. But overall, from a non-biased standpoint, from a non-biased standpoint, this one is actually really, really tough for me because I know how the Colts play. Like, I've watched them all my life. I know how they play. And this one, I am – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Colts by a slim margin because I know how we play. We're going to play trash one of the quarters. We're going to let them score. And that just can't happen. So – Give me the Colts 27 to 24 by a slim margin and a scare, but hopefully not. But be, I know I really know how he played. I already know what the result's going to be. That's the exact score I was going to pick as well. Um, and I was going to go with the Colts too. But there's two huge keys to this game. The first key is linebacker Darius Leonard. The facilitator of the defense is out. Okay. The second key to the game is Anthony Costanzo, one of the best O-linemen on our team, is also out. So those are two huge blows for the Colts. Um, I, that's, I think that's why the Browns are favored, is those are two guys that help us win every week. Um, but I'm still going to go with the Colts in a close one, and you pick the exact score right out of my mouth, 27-24. If Rivers ends up throwing two or three interceptions this game, like he does every game, it's just not going to work today. Like, the dude can't throw two or three interceptions and expect to win. Because the Browns, I give them credit, okay? The Browns used to be the laughing stock in the NFL. They went 0-16 a few years ago. They used to have the first pick in the draft every year who ended up not turning out. The only one who turned out. Actually, too, Baker turned out, I guess, somewhat. I mean, he's still their starter. And then Miles Garrett as well. So those two guys turned out somewhat. But I give them credit. I thought their front office was bad, but they've actually turned around the Browns pretty well because last season they didn't finish terribly, and it's just going to go up from there. So I give the Browns credit for turning around their, their, their organization a little bit. But if Rivers – plays like crap it's not gonna work because our run game is gonna have to be there with Bobby Okariki and Anthony Walker a ton today our D-line is gonna have to force some stops from the run game as well if we stop the run game I trust our secondary so overall I think we should pull off this win but if the Browns do win I'm not surprised at all it's the Colts next game the last 425 game, we got the Giants at the Cowboys. If the Cow- I have a Cowboys fan at my school. He says if the Cowboys lose, he's not a Cowboys fan anymore. Now, obviously, he's joking. He's not a bandwagon. But if the Cowboys lose to the Giants, the Cowboys are officially – the la- I- I'm making them the laughing stock of the NFL. I'm sorry. It's because It's not because they're the worst team in the league. The laughing stock in the NFL is usually the worst team in the league, but I would call them laughing stock because their fans think they're good. Like, their fans on TikTok on Sundays, every single day, they're always like, they're always wearing a Cowboys jersey. They're all like, the Cowboys are playing, playing today, kind of nervous. Oh, wait, I remember we're playing 
you know, just the team, and they'll start dancing, and they'll be like, that's a dub. Well, how'd that turn out with the Browns? I saw, like, three like that with the Browns. They said, we're playing the Browns. This is an easy dub. Like, stop it, bro. Your defense is trash. Your defense is 32nd out of 32nd in the league. That's worse than the Jets. That's worse than the Giants and the Dolphins. It's last in the league, bro. You guys can't let out 49 points and expect to win. If you guys lose to the Giants, I am going to laugh at you guys so hard in the next episode, it's not even going to be funny. The Dallas Cowboys with the last defense in the league. Often tries to keep pace, but it just doesn't work when you let up 49 points. I'm going to pick you guys one more time, Dallas. I'm going to pick the you're lucky because it's a giant. If there's an own Texans, you best be picking the Texans. You're lucky it's against the Giants. I'm picking you guys 35, 13. But if you guys let up any more points than like 28, you're losing. I'm sorry. I have the Cowboys in this game as well. I mean, you know, the Giants are just horrible. I mean, it's not even funny. Like, I just don't understand how bad a team can be. Like, literally take the Lions last year, and that's literally the Giants. And the Giants are probably worse than that, too. In my opinion, the Giants are the worst team in the NFL. The and, Jets? Okay, behind, Okay, second worst team in the NFL. The new team back. They're horrible. And I have the Cowboys in this game, 35 to 20. Actually, no, 35 to 14 because the Jets or the Giants are just horrible. Cowboys, if you lose, you and how much fun I'll have next episode. Because I know there are some people who like the Cowboys who watch the show. Trust me, if you're a Cowboys fan and you lose this game, you're not. it's not going to be pretty. I'm just letting you know. Okay, late night game, the game that I finally get to watch without any homework. We got the Vikings versus the Seahawks. MVP Russ is going to go off. Okay, I mean, Lockett had, like, what, five fantasy points last week. He didn't have very many catches after his three-touchdown game two weeks ago. I think that will resume, not three touchdowns. I think his good play will resume. I think he'll get lots of catches because the loss of Xavier Rhodes hurts the Vikings secondary a little bit. And then obviously you've got DK Metcalf, who is an excellent second receiver. This this receiving core is going to torch the Vikings secondary. If they can just get past Harrison Smith over the side. They always play late game. I feel like they're really always the Sunday night game. Every week, I feel like the Seahawks play Sunday night, and I have a problem with watching them. But, like, man, Seattle fans just won't want to night every I got the Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks 31 to, 31 to 24. And that's actually the night. Did. Like, the Seahawks beat the Dolphins by eight points last week, which is shocking. So, 
who knows what they're going to do. It's kind of unpredictable. So with the Vikings offense, which is better than the Dolphins, I'm going to go the safe route. Yeah, I have the Seahawks as well. I mean, they played not good last week. I mean, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett killed my fantasy team, and that's ultimately the reason why I lost um, fantasy last week. But anyways, I have the Seahawks, and um, I have the Seahawks 35-21. to 21. I just think Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett are going to be too good today. And I said that last week too, and obviously it didn't happen, but – I think it's actually going to happen this week. Yeah. Get it back together because Kings are struggling here. And I think they're going to – well, they're favored in the Super Bowl for me. So, moving on to Monday night. Nothing's actually tougher than I thought it would be. We got the Chargers versus – well, if Michael Thomas plays the same. Well, here's the thing. Michael Thomas doesn't play this week one. And we know if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. So, is Drew Brees really going to look at that often? Is he really going to play every snap on the field like he does? I don't know. The Chargers will the Chiefs, even though they're all two or better than their record. I doesn't really matter. Upset the week. Chargers over this. In New Orleans, they were playing in Indianapolis because that ended up not happening. By some points. But this gave me the Chargers and just. Chargers 20. I have the Saints in this one. I mean, the Saints are just, I think, I think they're not, they're not as good as a team as they should. I mean, Drew Brees is just like not, he's not playing his best football. I mean, and when, when Michael Thomas is hurt, and even Michael Thomas hasn't been playing the best um, in the past few games. But anyways, I have the Saints in a barn burner, 35 to 28. There was going to be another Monday night game, but it got postponed. The Broncos and the Patriots got postponed. I think we all know who would win that one. but. We the game. I don't watch football at all, but this is just kind of unusual. I don't think I've ever seen a Tuesday night game before my life, as anybody else has seen it. I don't think they have either. The Bills Titans. This Nissan Stadium. In this one, because the Titans' ability, because more. And all more well team, I think, than this one 27 to 20. I have the Titans. Um, the Titans are just unbelievable. 
I mean, I mean, the Bills are uh, unbelievable as well. But I feel like I don't know. I just have a feeling that the Titans with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill are just. I don't know. I just have a weird feeling they're gonna win in a close one, thirty-five. No, thirty. Uh, thirty-eight to thirty-five. A lot of points scored that game. A lot of points. Anyways, that is it for week five. The games start in about 20 minutes, so I got to get ready for Sunday NFL football like I do every single week. Very happily and excited because I just really enjoy watching football on Saturdays, Sundays. So you can find, as always, our TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at DW Sports with two S's on the end. You can find our Snapchat at DW underscore sports. You can find our email, DWSportsShow at gmail.com. If you have any questions, you can email that, or you can personally DM me or Davis on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Will underscore Feller24. And Davis's is Davis underscore Garrick, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, you can follow our personal Instagrams as well. But that is going to wrap it up for NFL Week 5 predictions. I'm hoping to look for another solid week. I'm hoping to look for a Colts win, baby. And we'll see you guys in the next episode, hopefully with a milestone that me and Davis have looked forward to ever since we started the show. So thank you guys for all the support. You've had through these past 21 episodes and a milestone is going to be coming because of you guys soon. So we appreciate it a lot and we'll see you guys in the next episode.